This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. You're listening to Get Started Investing, a production of Equity Mates Media. This series is everything you need to get started on your investing journey. You don't need a lot of brains in this business. Investing in yourself is the best thing you can do. Anything that improves your own time. Now you can get rich very young just by having an idea. I mean, I can buy anything I want, basically, but I can't buy time. Welcome to Get Started Investing. In this podcast, we cover all the basics that you need to start your investing journey. Are you joining us for the very first time? Is this the start of your investing journey? Well, before you dive into this episode with us, our feed is designed to go from the very beginning. So we strongly recommend that you scroll up and start at episode one. If you're feeling brave and just want to dive in, then don't let us stop you. Here at Get Started Investing, we unpack all the jargon and confusing bits. We hear your investing stories with the goal of making investing less intimidating. And we want to have a good time along the way. My name is Bryce. And as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you going? I'm very good, Bryce. Great to be back for another beginner investor episode. Yeah. We spoke to Alana and Maddie a couple of weeks ago on the show and uh, we're back with Maddie. We had so much to speak about that our follow-ups with Alana and Maddie are now separate episodes. Yes. Um, but it's great. It's great to uh, hear how they're going and the good news is both of them have taken steps from the last time we spoke. Yes, thankfully. <laughs> Otherwise it would uh, not be be a great episode. <laughs> no. But well, the good news is it is a good episode. That, yes. So we're about to hear from Maddie and uh, thank you for Sharesies who are proudly supporting this episode. Sharesies is helping to create financial empowerment for everyone. Their vision is to give someone with $5 the same investment opportunities as someone with $5 million. Uh, choose from over 8,000 companies and exchange traded funds on the Australian, US and New Zealand share markets. And you can buy shares or portions of shares on the Sharesies platform from just one cent. And you'll hear from the stories over the next couple of episodes that this has been a great resource, a uh, tool and resource for both Maddie and Alana. So Get Started Investing is all about bringing the, to life the stories of our community. So without further ado, it's time to speak to Maddie. Hello. Maddie, welcome back to Get Started Investing. Thank you for having me back. So last episode, Maddie, we... Um, Firstly, got to understand a bit about where you were on your investing journey and, and some of the sort of key takeaways for us were that you really wanted to start investing to put your money to work. You'd felt like that you and your, your husband were really trying to work towards some sort of financial independence to give yourself choice and option later on in life. Uh, and that's kind of led you to this point and you feel like you're ready to sort of take that leap and you've got some cash saved up but still feeling a bit... I guess, anxious as to what to do next. And correct me if I'm wrong, but that's sort of where we left the conversation. You were also keen to start having the conversation with your kids to also help them get started investing as early as possible. So is that a fair summation? Yes. Yep. Covered it. Perfect. So what has been progress since we last spoke? What are your financial goals? After our conversation, I kind of like... I think I just did a bit of reflecting and went, okay, um, all this is still super abstract. It's very much still in my head. And I think, you know, to move forward and start making some of this stuff a reality, I need to actually think about what it is that I'm trying to achieve um, overall. And so I sat down and I just did a little bit of a, um, 
just like a Google Doc. Like I just did a financial goals and I kind of did a couple of headings. It's nothing amazing, but I just did, you know, overall what I wanted to achieve. And so for me, some of those things were like, you know, I want to remove all debt from my life, you know, which is primarily my home loan. But, you know, inclusive of that, you know, it's I want to minimize debt. I don't like debt. It kind of freaks me out a little bit. You know, I want some more financial freedom. I want a diverse, I want diverse investments, you know, because I want, I don't just want to put all my money into shares. You know, I want to have a little bit of diversity, you know, and I guess as well, like I've got kids um, and uh, maybe I'll have grandkids one day. And so I, I want to be in a position where I can support them. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to be able to do things like buy houses and stuff on their own. Um, <laughs> you know, so just we, I never had that and that's okay. You know, that's a, that's not a complaint. It's just, it'd be nice to be in a position where I can be, I guess, a financial help. So, you know, having those, like having that written down on paper, I was like, yes, brilliant. You know, it kind of, it gave me a little bit of focus. And then um, um, I kind of did a few other headings, which was, you know, what are the long-term things I need to do to achieve those goals? What are the medium-term things I need to do? What are the short-term? So it's like draft and it's, you know, it's definitely a kind of a living document, um, but it's just great to have it there on paper. So, you know, for me, things like, initiating a margin of increase on my repayments on my home loan repayments is going to be helpful and you know making sure that I have the three-month emergency fund and buying stocks like that's in my short term so all of those things I just kind of got the stuff that was floating around out of my head and I put it on paper (laughs) which was actually so helpful I I kind of was like all right this is really great Um, I have a plan now yeah, that is that is so great. So good to hear. Um, writing down those goals and figuring out what steps you need to take to achieve those goals uh, is often overlooked. People generally just jump straight into the investing side of it. But I think um, that's great. Now, obviously, you're not on this journey by yourself. You've um, You've got a husband and kids. Did you speak to your husband about these goals? And um, I guess, you know, for people like Bryce, who's about to set off on a life together and get married later this year, (laughs) how do you Uh navigate, uh, I guess, coordinating and aligning on those goals? I sat down and did this by myself. Um, not, I mean, only because I'm, it was stuff that was in my head and we're, we're very much aligned, but I kind of wanted to sit down and go, this is what I think for for our future together, these are things that I want to do individually, like things that I that I'm committed to, but also as part of a partnership. And he, I was like, "Have you done this?" And he was like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "Okay, have a look at mine, and um, you know, what do you think? Are you on board with you know what I have here on paper?" And he's like. Yeah, I mean, he um, he suggested a couple of other things and that was actually really helpful. So I, I changed a few things because of that. And so we are both on the same page. And look, we talk a, a lot about money now. It was definitely harder when we were younger, when we were first together. I think that that conversation about money is super important, but it it didn't happen a lot, you know. Um we probably didn't have we didn't have a lot to talk about in the first place. Like it's not like there was a whole bunch of money sitting there. But yeah, yeah. I still think it's really, really important. I think it's important for people to have individual money, but I also think it's important for people to have shared goals. Just as a brief aside, when probably for the first 
half of our partnership, marriage, you know, us being together, we combined all of our finances because it made more sense and he was really terrible with money and I was just slightly less terrible. And so um, I, <laughs> I kind of took control. Um, but then after that, um, we kind of sat down and said, you know, we should separate our money. Um, you know, we both have a wage. Let's set up systems where we contribute to everything that needs contributing to, like bills, but also just have our own money. I think that's smart. I think that's, you know, I think that's important. I, you know, that's just me personally. I think it's it's good to have um, financial independence even within a couple, but I think you need to have um, shared goals because that's it's a big thing, right? Like money is a big thing. And if you're living a life together, um, I think you need to be on the same page about the big stuff, um, generally speaking. So we he kind of sat down and had a look at it. He made some suggestions and he's like, you know, because this is stuff that we obviously talk about quite freely, but like I said, had not put down on paper. So he was like, yep, this sounds really good. Um, I'm on board and, you know, which is really great. And he's kind of doing some of his own research. Mm. So we're both kind of going away and doing different things that are going to help us reach these goals and coming back together and going, hey, you know, I've set up a meeting with this person to talk about a home loan or, you know, um, whatever. So it's, yeah, it's good. Nice. It is really, really good. Nice. Well, last time we spoke, you had downloaded Sharesies, who are all about cre- yes. creating financial empowerment for everyone. And it feels like that's yeah. really where you're at with your husband at the moment. So yeah. um, had there been any progress on the, that shorter term investment front? Once you'd written those goals down, did you side, decide to take any, any action on the investing side? Yeah, so I decided that I should just bite the bullet and at least move my money from my, at least some money from my savings account over to my wallet because I'd set everything up on sharesies, but I hadn't put any money in the wallet yet. Awesome. Um, Let's do it. Um, And I was like super pumped. And then look, my confidence took a slight knock when I moved the money over and accidentally did not put like the reference name in. So they had to contact me two days later and be like, hey, did you send us some money? (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even think about it. I think I was just so gung-ho. I was like, have my money. Um, (laughs) And then that was fixed up really, really quickly. And it kind of just immediately went into my wallet. And I was like, great. So the other thing I did was um, I downloaded a... A tracking spreadsheet like just and this is new territory for me because I'm I love spreadsheets but I don't know how to use them you know like people who are like make excel work for them that's not me um but I'm very um I'm in admiration of people that know how to do that so I was like I don't know how to make one I'm going to see if someone else has made one they have <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> and I borrowed it nice <laughs> so, um I downloaded that uh, and kind of am just was familiarizing myself with that because um, it has a couple of different, you know, tabs, asset class and holdings and stocks. And I was like, oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, just familiarizing myself with that. Um, yeah. And so that's where I'm up to. Nice. And what was the purpose of the spreadsheet just to start tracking your investments and those sorts of things? Yes, just to start tracking um, my investments because... I've put like a, a chunk of cash into my wallet, which I'm planning on spending. Yep. Um, but also I'm going to be contributing every week. We've kind of changed our budget and finances so that 
there's money that goes that gets put aside every week and the sole purpose of that is to put it into investment so oh, awesome. i haven't figured out how often yet like i'm i know that obviously there's a cost associated with um you know buying stocks so mm. but yeah that's already in place so and i just want to kind of track it not to check it all the time i don't it's kind of not where i'm at but more just so i know okay how much do I have of what? <laughs> Where have I put it? And, you know, if I start looking at individual stocks, do I already hold some of that, you know, in an ETF? So just, yeah, it just kind of gives me a little bit of a visual aid, which I find really helpful. Yeah, I think you're, you're asking all the right questions. And, um, you know, from when we spoke a few weeks ago to when we spoke now, it's um, it, it's great to, I guess, hear, you know, you've set some goals, you've set yourself up with a platform, you found a spreadsheet that works for you. I guess for people wondering how you found that resource um, or where you found that resource, um, can you talk us through, I guess, the process of, of finding it? I went to Google <laughs> <laughs> and I went investment tracking spreadsheet. Nice. And, um, it po- it re- it, I think more than one popped up, but it was like one of the first ones that popped up and it's free. I think the important thing is, as Ren said, that you've taken, you're asking the right questions. And I think, you know, we've spoken about the importance of tracking and it can be as simple or as complicated as you like. And there are plenty of ways in which you can do it. There's plenty of resources out there, both paid and free. But yeah. um, but yeah, keeping across your investments in some form or another. I mean, even in your brokerage app, um, there's ways in which you can track the performance. But if there's other metrics that you're interested in as well and having those additional payments go in, then yeah, I think full credit for having that as part of your research process at the moment. I love a spreadsheet as well, so uh, (laughs) very much on that bandwagon. You mentioned they're putting money in regularly into the wallet and I'm pretty sure Sharesies have an auto-invest function as well, which is just another great uh, way to take uh, the emotion out of the investing. And if you find a couple of stocks or ETFs that you were interested in and felt like just building up a portfolio over a a period of time, then you can set up the transfer from your account into your shares' wallet and then from the wallet it'll invest at whatever sort of cadence you you choose. And I think that's a a great feature as you start to just build that base portfolio of of ETFs and stocks and something that I kind of wish I had a bit earlier in my investing journey rather than me just spraying and praying on stocks (laughs) left, left, right and (laughs) centre. So, look, I feel like there's been some some awesome progress and, you know, writing down those goals makes it all clear and real and we we couldn't stress enough on the show as well the importance of understanding what you want to achieve from your investing journey so that you have a sort of clearer idea of the types of investments that you should be making. If you say that you want to be a, a day trader, then what you're going to be investing and how you invest is completely different to wanting to build you know, just a, a portfolio over a long period of time. So have you thought through, and no stress if you haven't, but now that you've got the money in, have you thought about what type of investments might suit your your goals? I have a little bit. Like I think for me, um, I kind of was thinking I would go a little bit broad. Just as a first, you know, as the first kind of investment, I think choosing something that's pretty low key and not something that I need to feel like I need to check in and manage um, is probably the way to go for me. So um, definitely ETFs to begin with. Um, Probably the first one would be um, 
the, is that ASX 200? Is that the Australian? There is an ASX 200, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Just something that's, I, yeah, it's not, I don't like using this terminology, but, you know, a bit of a safe bet, just something I don't have to stress about, something I can spread, like that spreads, you know, the money around a little bit and I'm not kind of um, worrying about that too much. So I think I'm going to bite the bullet with something like that and then I might stick to ETFs just for the next little while um, because uh, I think for me, like moving into individual stocks, I need to do a little bit more. Um, I think I just need to be a little bit more how I go about it. You know, like I want to familiarize myself with the companies yeah. that I'm investing in. And so I don't feel like, and this could be wrong, but I don't feel like I have to do that too much with ETFs. Like I need to do it a little bit, but um, I guess it's, yeah, it's a little bit different with the individual stocks. So for me, clean energy is something that I want to look into and, um, this is ethically, maybe some people have their own um, feelings about it, but like anything to do with marijuana, because I think it's going to be big. Okay. Um, and I know that some people will be like, okay, that's <laughs> 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 how I feel about that. And that's totally okay. Um, but yeah, that's, that makes sense to me. The great news is with so many of these platforms, Sharesies and and a number of the other online brokers, you're not just limited to Australia. And you're right. Yeah. Uh, there, are, I think there are a few listed marijuana stocks in Australia, but not a lot. But with Sharesies, with some of these other platforms, you can invest in the US. And uh, if there's one market that is fully embraced pot stocks well it's yeah. probably n- number <laughs> number one is probably canada still there's a lot listed up there but um the u.s there's a number of etfs and a number of stocks so you know we have a view here that investing is global and it's great that platforms allow us to to look outside of our conservative borders yeah, <laughs> uh, I, was, yeah. I think it's just great as well that you're investing in what interests you or what you know and and you said they're sort of a safer bet and we definitely want to reiterate here at equity mates that there is <laughs> always risk in any type of investment so um yeah. but there are ways in which you can reduce your risk by considering things such as yeah yeah it's on a spectrum yeah so safer safer (laughs) safer than bryce's specky stocks (laughs) yeah my specky marijuana stocks but um (laughs) (laughs) no i i think you're certainly you're certainly on the right track there and and alec and i you know when we sit down and talk about what are some of our biggest lessons or or if we were to do things differently when we started, we started with the individual stock approach. ETFs weren't even really a thing. They were a thing were we a thing. just didn't know about. Yeah, them. they weren't anywhere near as big as they are now. Um, and um, if we had our time again, I think we'd certainly revisit how ETFs played a role in our portfolios at the beginning because we certainly learned some hard lessons um, choosing individual stocks uh, early on in the piece and not, yeah. not really having the – uh, acumen to understand what we were doing in the early days, yeah. but yeah. yeah, and and that comes and that comes. So I wouldn't I wouldn't yeah. be stressing yeah. about it. So Maddie, we're getting towards the end of our time here, but last uh, episode when we spoke, you mentioned that you were trying to get your kids into investing, and that is something that is often asked in the equity mates community. Not so much asked to Bryce and I who don't have kids and would be useless uh, trying to answer that question. Um, but a lot of a lot of people are finding investing and saying, you know, they wish they knew about it when they were younger. They wish they knew about it when they were kids and trying to get their kids 
interested and motivated to really understand their money and start investing. So if we had a drum roll sound effect, I'd be playing it now. Um, we do. <laughs> but the big question is, uh, how did that conversation go? So it's a kind of funny because um, I, had a, I had a conversation with both my eldest son and his partner um, and they are 22 and 21. And I had a conversation with my daughter who's 17, she's doing a HSE. My conversation with my um, my son and my, I guess will be my, maybe my daughter-in-law, um, it was really positive. Like they're very focused on, I guess, building a future and that includes, you know, um, doing things with their money. And I'm really excited to finally be at a point in my life where I'm able to actually provide them some financial literacy, particularly my son, and go, look, there's a, some of the things that I'm doing and I think you should at least, you know, hear it out and, and look into it for yourself. And so he's really open to it. I mean, I did <laughs> I did tell him you need to listen to um, the Get Started Investing podcast. <laughs> yeah, he's really open to it. And I think because both me and my husband are having this conversation kind of at the same time, he's because he's also thinking about because they've been like meticulously saving their money. You know, they really want their own house. So, I mean, I have to just give them points for just their absolute sheer determination to save, save, save. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to also give them other alternatives and go, look, that's, I mean, that's awesome. I'm really, really proud of you. But also here's something else that you can be doing, which in the long term is going to be really, really beneficial as well. Like this is not me saying don't buy a house. This is just me saying, think about other ways that you can be using your money that's going to work for you. So they're really, really um, open to that. That went really well. And I, I think that they're going to explore that, which is really great. I'm really happy about that. Um, my, my daughter is, look, she's not anti it. And I think she's going to be 18 in like eight months. I think we're going to buy her some stocks for her 18th birthday. Oh, nice. I, yeah. I mean, I wish... Someone bought me stocks for my Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um, although, although when I was 18, I don't know if I would have really got it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But I, I but like you, the I like the ambition. In time, you would get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, we're having con- – because she's learning how to drive. So we're kind of having conversations about it in the car. She's at a time in her life where, you know, she's working. So she's starting to earn some money. So we've had some conversations around – um, you know, budgeting in terms of savings and, you know, emergency funds and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, she's really good with that. And now we're just trying to have that, just trying to have that next conversation with her about thinking more long-term. And that it's an interesting concept because you're not really thinking long-term at 17. You're definitely mm. thinking like, um, I want to go and spend my money and, you know, I'm living at home. So I don't, I don't have to worry so much about it. So, I think that's going to be a longer, more ongoing conversation, but she's open to it. And then the youngest one, obviously, is five. So I'm just doing it for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> nice. But he is, we talk about it as in, you know, like when we had the pocket money, like I said last time, he knows that he's got a, yeah, yeah. a saving and a grow. And I guess the next step for me is just doing a little bit of research on what that looks like. I think I listened to... One of your episodes the other day, um, I'm not sure, I can't remember who you were talking to, but he had started putting some money aside for his kids and he was doing it under his name. Um, but he brought up some interesting points about kind of tax and all that kind of stuff. So I just, I think I just need to do some research and go, how am I going to do this in a way that 
um, is going to ultimately just be beneficial for him. Well, it sounds like, again, certainly on, on the right track and, um, you know, as a five-year-old, um, <laughs> having, having those conversations couldn't be, <laughs> couldn't be in a better spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, we um, with our Get Started Investing email, we sometimes uh, poll uh, the equity mates community on social media and then publish the results in the email. I'm thinking for next week's Get Started Investing email, we should – uh, poll the parents of the equity mates community and uh, get some advice that you can then uh, you know use when you speak to your 17 year old when you're next driving yeah I, I I'm trying to think about myself at 17 I probably would have been very hard to convince that this money that I'm earning I should put away for a future me rather than spending it on current me yeah. but uh, it's a worthwhile conversation to to have yeah absolutely yeah yeah well, Maddie, we are at the end of the interview and, and I just want to thank you so much for sharing your journey over the last sort of couple of weeks with us. As I was saying, I, th- I think there are plenty of people who will resonate with your story in the Equity Mates and Get Started Investing community. It's always great to hear from people who are, who are in the thick of it and uh, getting on with their investing journey. And I think from our point of view, you're doing a, a lot of the, the right things that we often talk about on the show. So just a big congrats. If there's one sort of key takeaway that you've had over the, the last three weeks or one, one sort of lesson, what might that be? I guess conceptualize, like however it works for you, take it out of your head and and put it on paper or whether that's a list or it's a spreadsheet or something. I think understanding what it is that you're trying to achieve in the long term will then provide you with some direction because before I just felt like I had this idea of what I wanted, but I had no direction. So being able to put it on paper and I don't for me don't worry about realism like I just I think like do that whole get it all out of your head of everything that it is that you want put it on paper and then you can start mapping what it is that you need to do to get to where you want to be I think that for me was the biggest thing because I was still stuck right at the beginning going oh I've got money and I I've been listening to you guys and I want to do this but I felt really unable to move forward because I didn't have a goal in place, I guess, which backed up my decisions, if that makes sense. Yeah. Having these goals meant that moving some money over to my wallet to start spending, I know why I'm doing it. I'm doing it because there's these end goals that I want to achieve. And so it kind of made it less scary. And it just means that everything I do now when it comes to finances is focused on the end goals and the things that I need to do to meet that. So it was so helpful, so helpful. Awesome. Well, I love that. I think that's a great place to leave it. All the best and we look forward to hearing how your investing journey is going in, in a couple of months' time and you're definitely on the right track. Mm-hmm. So, And I'm sure I'm sure this conversation will be very helpful for a number of people listening. So um, thank you for, uh, you know, I guess uh, letting us unpack where you are on your investing journey. No, thank you. It was really great. Thank you to Sharesies for proudly supporting this episode and for helping to create financial empowerment for everyone. If you would like more information on what Sharesies do and to check out their promotions, uh, head to sharesies.com.au. But Ren, we'll pick it up next week. Thank you. Sounds good. Get Started Investing is a product of Equity Bates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. 
It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal or tax advice. The hosts of Get Started Investing are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Get Started Investing acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today.